G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy Francis is National Director of Politics at the ACL. Wendy's back with us. Wendy, welcome back to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. As always, we really appreciate the opportunity to catch up with you. Wendy, as usual, there is a full agenda and keeping us up to date on some of those things that are going on, empowering us to take some action too, that's an important element. Let's start with the Northern Territory and ACT push for euthanasia. Have you got some insight into where things are up to? Yeah, so what's happening is that uh, Luke Gosling, who is one of the members of Parliament in um, the Northern Territory, he's situated up in Darwin, he's introduced uh, the intention to bring forward a bill that would overturn Kevin Andrews' bill. Now, it's a little bit long-winded to say that, but what the bill, um, Kevin Andrews' bill, was that the territories did not have the ability to introduce euthanasia into the territories. And, you know, as we know, the... um, The territories are still under oversight of the Australian government, the federal government, and that goes hand in hand with the responsibility to advocate for the best interests of all territorians because um, the Commonwealth government is still have the oversight. So uh, this doesn't just apply to financial liabilities, um, but it's also about some of these important issues. So um, Luke Gosling is saying this is all about just giving the rights back to the territories. But the only right that the Kevin Andrews bill actually affects is the right to introduce euthanasia. So this is all about euthanasia in the territories. Our understanding is that it will go straight through the lower house. And so our concentration is actually going to be in the Senate, where in the, in the past, when this legislation has been brought forward, there have been at least four um, ALP senators who have voted against this. So we're hopeful that they will still vote. Three of those four are still in the Senate. Um, and so we're, we're hopeful of that because this is at a time when the Northern Territory particularly are experiencing, I would say, distressingly high rates of domestic violence, particularly in Indigenous communities. And euthanasia is one of those issues that Indigenous Australians actually do not want to go there. Um, they, with their, I mean, their suicide rates are more than twice as high as non-Indigenous Australians. And so historically... Indigenous people have really grave concerns about um, what people are calling voluntary assisted dying and it's assisted suicide or euthanasia, all these words, because they find it frightening and it's actually at odds with their culture. And so what we're saying to the Commonwealth Government is you, you want to listen to First Nations people, you're saying that you do, and we agree, we want to listen to First Nations people. Well, listen to their voices on this because they are saying why would they even go into Darwin for help medical help if they know the doctors can kill them. Now, that that is definitely not the intention of the doctors in Darwin, but the fear is there for Indigenous people is why, why would you give a doctor the right to be able to actually bring about somebody's death? So um, this, is a big, this is a big issue. 
it will come up very soon. Our understanding is it'll, it'll be probably in the first sitting of Parliament. So this is something that they just want to get through. So there's a challenging thing here. Uh, you're saying to the federal parliament, uh, check the pulse of what will happen in Indigenous communities if this sort of legislation is allowed to go through. That's very, very challenging. And for people in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, they'll know better than anyone how uh, the reaction would be if they were able to pursue those sorts of uh, voluntary assisted dying laws. So the federal parliament... It's likely to go through the lower house. You're focusing your attention on the upper house where there is possibility to stop this, uh, but that'll be challenging too. Likelihood, Wendy, that MPs will have a conscience vote on this uh, on all sides. Uh, Is that an advantage or a disadvantage, do do you think? Well, you know, we always want people to have the free will to make a decision on these important issues, but we also like parties to actually make a, a stand on things that their their communities, the people who voted them in, want to want to see happen. So I spoke to Jacinta Price over the weekend, Senator Jacinta Price, and she's going to be a good strong voice on this. Um, but there are, as I say, some people in the Labor Party. But our concern is that in the coalition there will be people who agree with this because they want to be the ones who say, of course we want to give rights back to the territories. But this is not uh, all about rights back to the territories. Indigenous communities, they, they actually believe euthanasia is abhorrent. They're frightened by it. It is certainly at odds with the way they deal with dying culturally. But they are the ones who will not be the ones who are involved in campaigns in the Northern Territory against euthanasia because it's often white voices that we hear, not necessarily the people of the communities. And so, you know, for me, this is actually... This is actually a white preoccupation um, that will cause hurt to Indigenous Australians. And we're hoping to stop it before it gets to the discussion around euthanasia because even that will be distressing. Um, but but it, it could end up just being straight to the, ter- the territories to discuss euthanasia legislation. And we are hoping to, in- to invite and to hear from Indigenous voices in that discussion. And a little insight into what's to come... Uh, because the Attorney-General, Mark Dreyfus, is considering changing the law to allow doctors to give phone and telehealth advice to patients about voluntary assisted dying after pressure from the Queensland government. That sort of indicates what's coming, Wendy. Exactly, because at the moment there are laws against discussing suicide um, over the phone for obvious reasons. You can't even be there to stop that person jumping off the bridge. Um, so, you know, this is about suicide. So that has been a, a, a sort of a, a hard thing with euthanasia because what it has meant that you can't actually discuss euthanasia over the phone because it is suicide. I mean, that it's so um, illogical to say that euthanasia isn't suicide when the law actually prevents it. So it's a very big concern that Mark Dravers is considering changing this law because how do you really ascertain somebody's um, psychological sort of uh, position that they're in? How do you really ascertain uh, where they are and what their needs are before you give a green tick for them to actually be bumped off? It's just, it's actually really distressing. Yeah. This seemed to go under the radar, didn't it, when these laws were being passed in the state of Queensland? And as you really beautifully illustrate that there, someone's about to jump off a bridge. 
the typical thing might be for us if we're nearby to go and extend a loving, helping hand to someone. But in that case, uh, someone's jumping off a bridge or jumping off the ledge on a high-rise building, uh, you'd be breaking the law to help them. That's uh, that's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy because uh, when we're talking about people who want to end their life, then we want to find out what what are the problems, why, how can we fix them? Um, and so, you know, there are there are so many gaps um, in our uh, family networks these days that this is where churches are so incredibly helpful uh, because they often step in when there's gaps in in family networks. And for many people who want to take their own lives, a big part of that is not wanting to be a burden on society. Or, And so how terrible is it that we would get to the stage where we would agree that somebody is a burden and allow them to take their own lives for that reason? Um, yeah, it's it's a very bad um, uh, like look, isn't it, for our society when we are talking about allowing people to take their own lives because... Uh, of a, a perceived burden on society. And I imagine you've just got to keep talking about this with MPs, with senators, uh, with people who are in your local community and who are legislators at a state or territory level as well as those at a federal level. Hey, there's other big things that are happening. Uh, let's touch on those developments that are going on in Tasmania, Wendy, oppressive laws that are proposed there. Uh, thoughts here on those conversion, suppression law, legis- those legislation, uh, those laws that are being proposed? Mm. Yeah, these are even um, everybody listening. Uh, if they've been listening to your program for a while, they would know that Victoria has a really bad conversion therapy laws. Queensland also has conversion therapy laws, but there were a number of really good amendments that were made to Queensland. And when we're talking about conversion therapy, there is the the typical thing that comes to people's mind is like shock treatment or, or um, you know some sort of terrible torturous sort of therapy. That is no longer even allowed in our nation. Like, you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about now pastors, parents, medical practitioners being banned from actually helping someone who is struggling with their gender confusion unless they affirm them. If, unless anything else other than affirming them would actually be a criminal uh, offence in Tasmania if these laws were actually passed. Even call even the whole um, so-called heteronormative speech uh, in this legislation is actually referred to as hate speech. So we it is just like diabolical. And um, and Christopher Bro here, our our director down there, he's doing an amazing job. And they're not only getting in to see uh, members of parliament themselves, but they're actually bringing in um, more and more detransitioners. They're being called detransitioners, people who have. Uh, transitioned gender or sought to and realised the big mistake and there's a growing cohort of detransitioners so those people are going in at the moment to see the Tasmanian MPs and saying please, please do not inflict this on more children. Now Wendy, the law even extends uh, to the sorts of conversations that you might have around the family around your kitchen table, it's a little bit intrusive, don't you think, when governments propose to legislate how you can talk to your own children? Incredibly intrusive. And, you know, one of the human rights that we have is to be able to raise our children in our in our beliefs. And so this would have even far-reaching restrictions on your biblical beliefs. 
and your private conversations with your children. Because if a child then goes to school and says, no, my mum says you can't change gender, um, then that can actually be investigated and those, the child could be taken from those parents and the parents could actually be put in jail. And you've got this crazy situation where doctors and counsellors would need to abandon their medical and clinical training to fit in with a new ideological agenda. Somehow or other, you've got to look for solutions, haven't you? Correct. And one of the problems with that is that the the doctors and um, counsellors who are wanting to do the very best for children are actually absenting themselves now from these conversations because they don't want to they don't want to affirm a child in transitioning but neither do they want to end up um, being in jail themselves. So they're just getting out of it. So what we're finding is that the counsellors and medical practitioners that are left are the ones that are happy to um, affirm a child's misunderstanding of who they actually are. And so a child uh, in a kindergarten uh, wanting to be a boy rather than a girl um, can very quickly find themselves on a, a conveyor belt of of transitioning and be regretful a way to um, in the you know not even very far in the future but already the damage has been done and this is a diabolical thing that we're doing to our children and I really do believe that this is uh, a form of child abuse. We're reminded that kids and teenagers can't reverse the physical effects of the surgical procedures that they are opting for. Uh, There is some action that listeners can take today, Wendy. Uh, There's a petition, a parliamentary petition. How can listeners access that and have their uh, name at least added to a petition list? So we can, you can just go to the Tasmanian Parliamentary um, website and find it there. But we do have a link on our website as well, so acl.org.au. And we also have a writing campaign um, on the ACL website. So it's the more um, voices but also the more signatures that we get on that, the better. Uh, there, is, um, there is a petition also calling for... Uh, this to happen and it's much higher than ours at the moment so we really encourage and when I say ours it's actually not an ACL the parliamentary petition is not an ACL petition it was a concerned person who we are really joined with um, to actually to push back on this so yeah there's a parliamentary petition and also a writing campaign both links will be found on your ACL website. Now, Wendy, the next state election is on the horizon, the Victorian state election, and ACL is calling Christians to be in prayer at this time, just a few months away. Uh, What are your thoughts here around calling for the nation to be praying for the the state of Victoria? Victoria is um, a dark place uh, in many different ways. And what we've seen over the last two terms of government is that not only has the Andrews government shifted Victoria right away from conservative values um, through everything that they've been bringing in, but that has affected our entire nation. And so much of what has been brought into Victoria has then been brought in in other states. And so um, the concern for us is that not only uh, is Daniel Andrews' government so incredibly um, anti-Christian, that what we're seeing is that the uh, the opposition is not standing up for conservative or you know their base values because they're also sort of trying to pander to um, minority groups that I'd have to say I, logically it doesn't even make sense to me honestly Neil because 
the minority groups that they're trying to appeal to will never vote for the conservative um, parties. So, but the, the, their very base, they seem to be abandoning. And so we're just calling people to really pray. We will be running a, a strong campaign in Victoria. We're not sure how to do that yet. There are some excellent um, uh, candidates, and so we will be supporting them. But a lot of what we've seen, gender theory and identity politics, a lot of that has come out of Victoria. And, you know, hostility towards Christian faith is on the rise there. We are asking Christians across the nation, not just Victorians, but across the nation to pray for Victoria and specifically for this coming election in November. I know there'll be listeners who'll be very heartened to hear the Australian Christian lobby calling for prayer from Christian believers right around the nation because uh, being on our knees in the courts of the Lord uh, is not a uh, a weakness. That's actually a real strength, uh, calling on God to intervene in circumstances that are taking our nation, as you say, even towards hostility towards Christian faith. It's on the rise and it's demonstrated in what's been going on in Victoria over these past two terms. Hey, Wendy, the Babylon miniseries has been announced. Uh, Give us some thoughts here. It's the truth of it live. What is Babylon all about? So Martin has been doing a lot of research on this and he's got a miniseries happening. So it's Sydney, Canberra and Melbourne. And they're all different um, topics, Babylon Rising, Babylon Reigning and Babylon Falling. And it's through September, October, November. Um, there is a trailer on our ACL website for people to understand more about what he's um, saying, but he's really wanting to call Australians back to an understanding of God and to an understanding of how far we have actually fallen. Uh, so we, ha- we already have a reserve list because we do expect us to sell out. Um, thousands of people came to our last Truth of It live events and they were not in uh, Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne. So we're, this time it's Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne and they're, they're pretty dark places to be honest, but um, we'll be shedding some light there. And Martin Isles, an outstanding communicator, as so many of our listeners will recognise, and uh, to be a part of this Babylon mini-series, let me give the dates in Sydney. Babylon Rising, Saturday the 24th of September, in Canberra, Babylon Raining, Saturday the 29th of October, and in Melbourne, Babylon Falling, Friday the 11th of November. Huge events, and uh, no doubt, as has been the case in the past, uh, where you've got venues booked and you've got such sellouts, you have to go and book a bigger venue. Uh, no doubt that'll be happening again today too. So for listeners to be a part of those events, there is a reserve list. As Wendy says, you can get first dibs on the tickets. Uh, those tickets being released next month in August. You can go to the ACL website at acl.org.au. There's a trailer there. And uh, don't miss what's happening with the Babylon mini-series coming to your community, especially for those listeners in Sydney or those who are around Canberra or those who are in Melbourne. Wendy Francis, always outstanding insights. You've got a lot on your plate as things begin to heat up later this year as we move towards that Victorian state election. Undoubtedly, we'll have lots of good commentary from you as that time comes. But Wendy, thank you so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.